<laughs> All right. So today we are welcomed by a talented actor. I'm very, very excited to uh, see and hear what she's all about. Please welcome Ashley Nadine Lopez. What's going on? How's it going? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, clearly we're both podcasters that I just found out a couple seconds ago. So <laughs> uh, this is this is really cool to have a, a fellow a fellow podcaster on. But um, we'll get into that as well. Um, so of course. This whole podcast is all about, you know, community, and I've always wanted people to uh, hear other folks on and, and then, of course, have them tell their friends and whatnot. So, so tell us how you found out about uh, Creator Flow and, uh, and how, how did you get on? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I did a project last August. Um, it's called uh, the... Women's Weekend Filmmaking Challenge, and essentially, it's like a. It's actually really interesting. It's a. It's a. A, a weekend where you know a bunch of women um, and like women identifying people coming together, and they create a short film. And the way it works is like you apply for different positions that would be on a set. And then from there, they basically group people into like six different teams. And then you get your uh, topic on a Thursday. And then the writers start writing a script. And then you start shooting by Friday. And then the film is due Sunday. So Ooh. it's like a really fun, cool thing. But um, through that, I met a bunch of different actors and directors and different filmmakers so uh, I connected with another actor and her name's Sammy Smead and she posted about the podcast and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I clicked on it because I'm always looking for more uh, podcasts to tune into and especially ones around creativity and, you know, uh, the art. So uh, that's kind of how I came across the podcast and we connected yeah. and now here we are. <laughs> yeah, you you hear that folks? Like this is this is not, you know, this is she's not paid to say these things. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, but there's definitely uh I love that. I love the fact that the community is growing. I love the fact that over the last what, 2 years, 3 years almost that we've been doing this that it's it's getting to uh that point where people are talking about it and that's what you want from from it so i just i i do thank sam i do thank you for reaching out and also wanting to be a part of it so thank you um but yeah so you're an actor you've seen it all no <laughs> but you 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 you're part of this community of of folks especially here in new york let's let's get that right off the bat like you know things are happening here um when did it start for you though were you acting at five six or did you not do it until you were like 20 <laughs> yeah so it's kind of interesting um so i always loved performing i w i started off singing though so i was when i was really little um yeah i started off singing i like when am i i think if not my first performance was um at like my preschool graduation <laughs> And I sang um, Tomorrow from Annie. Wow. I used to love that movie. And um, 
so that was like my first thing and my mom always really really encouraged um just creativity and performance she you know grew up performing and and uh it kind of like runs in my family my uncle is uh used to be a like backup singer for a pretty well-known um salsa singer and he traveled the world and all these things and so it was always like really in my family like the singing and all that stuff and so um I loved singing and that was like what I thought I wanted to do when I was little and then uh and then I would say like as I grew older I you know dabbled in a lot of different things whatever I could perform I did and then uh, I did, you know, band and choir and all that stuff. And once I got to middle school, that's when I started auditioning for like school musicals and things like that. But at that point, I didn't really see acting as like an actual career. Um, I just saw it as something that I love to do. And so um, once I got into high school, I continued doing all of those extracurriculars. I was like doing the musical, doing choir, doing a cappella choir. Um, and then, but I was also like an athlete. And so I was like all over the place. I was like also playing, I played two different sports. And uh, so I was just really active in high school. And then as I was finishing high school was when I finally like realized like, oh, I really love this. I would love to be able to do this for a career. And I started to, you know, think about studying musical theater in college. And at that point, I was just wildly unprepared for something like that. And I didn't know that that was the case. So, you know, I had very limited resources. Like I never had like voice lessons or a dance lesson like none of that it was just whatever I could do in school was what I could do and so like I didn't have a headshot or like anything like that and I didn't even know I needed something like that at that point right and so I think you know when I started applying to colleges and all that stuff I came from a pretty low-income family and so like my school gave me like three vouchers to pay for my uh college applications hmm. and so my mom's like all right that's what you're gonna use to pay for like you can apply to three schools so i was like okay cool so applied to two schools in new york and one in pennsylvania and i the one one of the schools was one of the schools i ended up at which was pace university and so i came and i auditioned for the musical theater program both at pace and then wagner college which is on staten island and uh I didn't get into either one, but being there, I was like, oh, like these people have like got, you know, they've got professional headshots. They had, they, they were like, yeah, I applied to like 15, 20 schools. Like this is the like eighth one we're auditioning at and we're traveling all over the US and da da da. And I was like, <laughs> oh like this is not I had no idea that this was like how competitive this was and yeah and so it really was like eye-opening for me and very like 
humbling, but also like at that age, having this like dream and then being like crushed when you like realize the scope of just like how much training people have and and honestly like how much like an economic uh uh how much of a leg up you know having a more financially stable family right. is in especially in the arts i think in general uh because it is a difficult you know career to have and so it was definitely hard and i went so i decided i was like no i was i still want to be in new york city so i'm going to go to pace university undecided and then i'll either try to go to try to audition for the program next year or i'll do study something else but i'll be in the city and i can figure it out from there so that's what i did and i went undecided and once i was there i i think i had a lot of like resentment towards that program and towards like musical theater and I also think it made me realize that honestly like I just wasn't at that caliber like I just was not there and I was like maybe musical theater isn't meant for me like maybe it isn't something that I really am meant to do and not in a bad way like just in a really realistic way so I end up like studying English and women's and gender studies. I find like a huge passion. I, I realized how much I loved literature and writing. And I found this like really huge passion for studying gender and gender dynamics and, uh, you know, women's rights and all of these things. But I was uh, inter interning in the theater world. I was like, let me just dab dabble in more of the administrative side of theater and get some business experience that way. So that's what I did. And so I ended up interning at like a publishing uh, company, it used to be called Samuel French, uh, and now it's called Concord or something like that. And then I interned at like, a, pro a production company, a theater production company that I interned um, at a like agency. And then uh, towards the end of college, I was just really involved on the women's and gender side, women's and gender study side. So I ended up interning at a, uh, a non-governmental organization at the United Nations. And I got to like, go to the UN and do like all of these like incredible things and work with uh girl delegates that were in high school and like just so amazing and help them prepare things to present to like world leaders it was just like unbelievable and upon graduation I was like oh like I don't know what I want to do like I don't know if I do mm -hmm. still want to go the creative route or if I want to go into government, I was really contemplating whether or not that was something that I did want to do. And I didn't know how to combine the two in my head. It was like, either you straight up go into government or you are like an actor. And I took a year to, I took this job. I was like working for 
the sorority I was in, in college actually. And I took like a leadership consultant job where I basically traveled the country and I got to like meet uh, all of the different leaders on our different campuses and then work with like the presidents and stuff like that to make their chapters better or give them resources and kind of be like a guide for, for them to uh, improve their chapters. And it was incredible. It got to, it allowed me to work with women leaders, which I absolutely love doing. And I got to like travel the country, which was really cool and go to like random places like Kansas. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I took that time to really decide what my next step was. And I was like, no, I think I actually do want to pursue being an actor, but I think I want to do TV and film instead. So I chose to, you know, move back fully, like, you know, fully in New York. I uh, room with people I knew from college and took a waitressing job, which I had experience from college. So I was like, I can do this in the meantime. And then I started taking TV and film classes and that's kind of where it all began. And I, you know, took me a minute to really feel secure in in that decision because so many people around me were like doing their nine to fives and salary jobs and all that stuff. And had a lot of imposter syndrome because I didn't study acting in college and I felt like I was behind. And, uh, you know, after about like two years of just like auditioning and doing it, hustling on my own, I finally came to this like settling of my decision of like, Mm -hmm. no, actually this is exactly what I want to do. And I'm really happy. And, you know, success and, what that looks like is totally up to the individual. And in my mind, I was like, if I decide to be an actor for the rest of my life, like that's it. Then there's no contemplating. It's just like, I'm an actor and that's what I am. And I'm going to figure out what that means for me. And yeah, like ever since then, it just like, I doubled down on looking at this as like a business and, uh, and running my, business in that way so yeah that's kind of (laughs) the long journey of how i got here (laughs) well i mean you seem to have answered all my questions so the podcast (laughs) is over folks no um no but that's what i like hearing i like hearing uh uh, this i like seeing especially that you have the the video on i uh, of your face i just love seeing the fact of you just going oh, wait, then this led me to this, this led me to that. And it seems like you're having your own therapy session. It's just really fun to watch your face just go from, okay, I was five, now I went to this. And it's fun fun to hear that too, because I bet you, obviously, you're not talking to everybody about your journey. So it's kind of fun to see that unravel live and hear it unravel live. So, but uh, a lot there. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> the I know. origins of 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 Spanish singing, Latin singing, uh, oh, yeah. of course, yeah. you know, um, it's really funny. I, I, like I said, I'm 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 Puerto Rican, so I have a lot of that similarity in in regards to that. Like, for whatever yeah. reason, we all have to be connected to music. <laughs> Yeah, it's so ingrained in the culture. Yeah, and and I love it, you know. um, And I just find it funny, anyone who I meet, uh, I'm not entirely sure where you're from. 
Uh, I'm Puerto Rican and Cuban. Okay, so yeah, so, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like, duh. Of course, music is part of part of our lives. So yeah. um, you cracked me up though. I, I was writing some notes, and you were like, "I got to go away. I got to go to Kansas." That's how. Yeah. That's how you know you're from New York, where like Kansas is like one of the must-go places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just wild. Uh, so I'm actually originally from Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, okay. And so, but I've been here for 11 years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, it's just so funny because I like I went to like Miami. I went to you know uh, uh, New England, but you know I never. Why would I ever right. go to Kansas? And when I went there, because I went to uh, work with a chapter that we were establishing at University of Kansas. And uh, I was like, this is my favorite city, actually. <laughs> it was wild. Like, because, like, all right, Miami, whatever. Like, everyone, like, you know, yeah. like, New England was cool. Like, just, like, kind of normal. But, like, Kansas, I was, like, shocked because the town that this university is in is, a, like, the one liberal town in Kansas. Mm. And so it was, like, really cool. Like, you walked around, there's, like, one strip of just, like, all these cool stores and just, like, yeah, it was like a really cool experience <laughs> to be there, and then like meet everyone that was from there and stuff. And like my hometown's like a very small town. Like I'm from the Poconos. It's like a oh, middle right. nowhere okay. town. Yeah. Uh, so like I was kind of used to it, but this was just different. It was like a weird mix of like it kind of felt like a city, but like it was still a small town. It right. was just really cool. Uh, so yeah, that's like one of the things that was like <laughs> shocking. I was like. What? That's actually one of my favorite places to go. That's hilarious. Yeah. What what is with the Poconos and Puerto Ricans? Because there are, <laughs> I have family up there in Stroudsburg, and yeah, that's where I'm from. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, they they might be neighbors. Who knows? I mean, yeah, even though every house is like a mile away from the other one, yeah, but, um, that's a, that is pretty funny. That's but, hilarious. Yeah, but um, yeah. So you're, you're so you're talking about how. You know, you your whole evolution with, with schooling and, and whether or not you're going to be an actor or not an actor and, and being lost and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, that had to be, in the moment, not difficult. But I guess looking back, you're probably going, thank goodness I made the right choice, I guess. But because, you know, like, I bet you're waking up every day. You're like, all right, I'm involved in this UN stuff. I'm doing some great work here. You're not even thinking about acting, right? At that point, no. Like, I think I was confused uh-huh. on how to even pursue that part of myself because I went from, you know, you go from like being in school your whole life, and then you graduate high school, and then you have you can just do anything you want, and right. it's it's a transition. And I think for me, in my mind, it was like school was the way I was able to utilize my creativity because I was, I wasn't joining things outside of school. I was like doing the musical at school. I was doing choir at school. So there was, so I felt like, or I guess at that point, I just didn't know that like, you know, looking back, I'm like, Oh, I could have been acting outside of school college i just like didn't know how to do that but i also think a lot of it was like imposter syndrome for sure like i i think i took that rejection from 
you know, from school, from the musical theater program as really hard. I took it hard. And I, I felt like, oh, well, like, if I didn't get in, then, like, maybe I'm just not good. And, like, I even took, I, after the first year at school, I was pretty unhappy there. And, and it was because I wasn't doing anything creative, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I re-auditioned for the program at Wagner College on Staten Island. And I, I didn't get in again. And it was just like, it was hard. It was like hard for me to understand that I did that, like didn't really mean anything Hmm. about me and that like I could do that. I could still do it outside of a school setting. So I think that like, it was always in the back of my mind, like, oh, like I have this thing that I, that I'm like holding, but like. I can't, I haven't done anything with it or I don't know what to do with it. So I kind of channeled all of that into like other stuff, like interning. And I was like really involved in my sorority on campus. I was like president and I was an RA on campus. Mm -hmm. So I I was just really involved in leadership. So I kind of channeled all of that into like other avenues. So yeah, I don't know if I even, I can't even really, I think it was always in the back of my mind, but I wasn't actively thinking of how to even do any of that. But I think it was always kind of there where I was like, when I graduate, I can do this. When I graduate, I can do this. So, but yeah, like at that point I was just like, oh, (laughs) I don't know what to do now because I realized I have all these passions. And then it wasn't until later that I was like, you can still be passionate and make an impact on the things you believe in without having to go into government necessarily. Correct, yeah. Um, and, and I just didn't know how to combine those two passions of mine. So I think that, I don't know if that answers the question, but that yeah, that was sort of where my mind was at. Yeah, no, it, it certainly was a tricky couple of i guess years for you figuring yeah. out how do i get back to that ultimate passion mm-hmm. um which again i'm gonna uh, bring up the the latin roots but there's something with our families and i guess it has to do with you know struggle but they see and i'm sure it's true correct me if i'm wrong oh i want to be an actor no 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 can't do that that's you're not going to make any money you're gonna you're gonna gonna be broke you're gonna end up on the streets you gotta you gotta go do this other thing is that what you experienced and continue to experience or you've never dealt with that at all with your family because you know everybody's different of course i i didn't really deal with that wow um my so my mom is like the most incredible like human ever (laughs) and she like i could literally be like mom like um not that this is a bad job but like mom i'm gonna go be like a garbage person, like a garbage disposal person. And she'd be like, that's amazing. Yeah. Go do a good job. And like, she'd wow. post about it on Facebook or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, she's so supportive of like everything that like me, I have two little brothers, like everything that we do. She's just really um, supportive. And so I, I think, especially like, she always encouraged creativity for us. Like she 
always like pushed us to do you know the musicals and the plays and stuff because it was something that I think was an escape for her when she was growing up. Mm. Um, she like she for her. So my family uh, is super religious, and my grandfather was a pastor. His is a pastor, and for um, a Pentecostal church, and mm-hmm. for those who don't know what that is, it's can be very like strict. Um, my mom like grew up only wearing skirts and like couldn't cut her hair. Like they couldn't listen to regular music. Like yeah. it was like really sh- like they couldn't have a TV at home. Uh, like just all those things. And she auditioned for like the senior musical in secret. <laughs> and she got the lead. Wow. <laughs> so like, and it's it was such a double standard because like my her my uncles were they did sports and did all these things but the girls weren't yeah, allowed of course, of course and so she she went and she auditioned in secret and she got the lead and it was for the king and I hmm. she got Anna and obviously she had to tell her family <laughs> after that but um but anyways I think it left such an impact on her that she really encouraged that in all of us uh so much so that like my brothers were in band choir all these things and my one brother we're nine years apart and he's uh studying at nyu music composition so um yeah so it's very like encouraged i think from my mom's standpoint so i never felt that from my mom at all um and then from my extended family i think like they always saw me as someone that like for lack of a better word, like had their shit together. (laughs) Like I was always like just straight A student, like a leader on campus, la la la. So I think that like, no matter what I ended up doing, they weren't really concerned about my choices. Uh, And so, yeah, I never really felt that pressure. If anything, I felt the pressure on, I put that pressure on myself. Because the people I surrounded myself with were all super high achievers. And it was difficult to say, I'm not going to take a normal quote unquote job and waitress and, uh, and, and pursue something that like, I have no idea, like how to even start. So I think I, I put that pressure on myself and, you know, I found my way and now, you know, those qualities are present in my acting career and in other things that I do, like my podcast. Uh, and so I found my way to basically like bring all of those qualities and those passions of mine of like leadership and things like that to my current, you know, state. Yeah, uh, kudos to your mom, though. I mean, if only we all had mothers like that. I mean, that is, (laughs) uh, that's fantastic. I mean, I constantly bring up, you know, uh, family and stuff on on these podcasts, because, you know, for a lot of people, that is, uh, in some cases, that's how they get their start or whatever, or that is kind of the roadblock, you know? Um, Yeah. and, And, you know, again, that's awesome that she was, and continues to be, 
um, someone who's very supportive of, of your decisions. Um, yeah. So your decision, again, to, I guess, shun acting, no, but uh, <laughs> uh, step away or whatever from it and then go into gender studies, women's studies, and college. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, and not me, but a lot of people see that and go, why? Why study that? What's the point? I'm sure you hear that a lot. Um, yeah. Again, do whatever the hell you want to do in college. There's a reason you're there. You know, there's a reason right. it exists. All that stuff. I'm not judging. I know other people do. Um, was that a complicated decision? Did that make sense right away? Like, wh- how was that decision to just go? You know what? I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this track. Yeah, I think for me. I think for me, like, I'm very, I can be very in tune with my intuition and what mm-hmm. feels right. Right. And I didn't really look at college. I think a lot of people look at college like a trade school. You have to study one thing that will equal a job. Right. And I just didn't look at college that way. Like, I looked at college as, like, an opportunity to grow and learn. And I, in my mind, I was like, all that's going to matter is if I get work experience while I'm here so that by the time I graduate, I have, I have the uh, experience and opportunity to do other things. And so I took a, I was undecided, like I mentioned, and I, was placed in this class called uh, gender and television. And it was at Pace, they they had these like hybrid classes where essentially it would be like two classes in one. So this was like an English class and a women's and gender studies class together. And the class centered around, so you had two professors and the class centered around studying gender, race and class in television starting from like i love lucy time till present and we would watch iconic tv shows iconic episodes through the years and then examine gender race and class and how that changed and progressed and we would write papers about like academic papers about it and, and things like that and it changed my life it really did because i had never ever ever been exposed to thinking about gender, race, and class in that way, it was just never, I I wasn't aware that these were things to pay attention to. Mm. So it just changed my life. Like I was like, whoa, I never thought about these things. Like, this is crazy. And to be able to like, think about these things critically and then like, write academic papers about these topics. It was just like, it blew my mind. And I was like hooked. And so originally I just was an English major and I had a minor in women's and gender studies and a minor in uh, arts arts and entertainment management. And as I kept going, I I kept coming back to the like women's and gender studies lens. Like a lot mm-hmm. of my English classes and stuff, like my papers were written through like 
a, a women's and gender studies lens and I had a amazing professor. I literally took like all of her classes and she taught very much in that vein. And like, I studied a lot of Shakespeare with her and stuff. And uh, I was just like fascinated that we could like study these things and break things down. And so it was very much more about the learning aspect than the career aspect for me. Hmm. Like I was like, what's interesting for me? I took a business class. I was like, this is boring as shit. <laughs> I was like, I don't find this interesting at all. Like you're make you're just like regurgitating information and you're expecting me to like memorize stuff and then regurgitate it back to you. And I just did not, I was not interested in that. I have such a like critical brain that like I needed to be stimulated and uh, the only stimulating business class I found was economics. Cause I think it, it, it combines both the numbers and studying humanity. Uh, and so anyways, that's kind of like, I, I was like a no brainer. It was just like, yeah, this is interesting to me. I, I find it stimulating and, and, and interesting. And that, and that's just like that. And then I just like put all my effort into leadership and, and finding internships and getting like experience that way. Right. And that, that was kind of my thought process through that no i only bring it up because i know a lot of people for for them it's like the butt of a joke like oh he's he, they totally. studied women's studies and it's like oh failure or whatever but it's like well like to your point you didn't see college as a as a route to a job you saw it as a route to better yourself and potentially you know gain more knowledge that you didn't have before and yeah. you know for and that and that is an interesting take though because you did mention that you did come from a background that wasn't affluent. So usually those are the people that tend to go to college and study what people deem as not necessary. Mm. Um, but the fact that you did it with no money <laughs> is seen mm -hmm. as a very like, no, well, it, it, she must've been very dedicated to this and, and it gravitated yeah. her so much more than it would probably someone else. Um, and so like, yeah, fuck anybody else who says you shouldn't, you know, whatever. Yeah, I also am like, I, I kind of, like I said, I just looked at it as like, I don't need, like, I'm getting a degree, so right. it doesn't matter what it is. Right. Like, in my mind, I was like, I'm just going to, like, I graduated, I had like five internships by the time I graduated or something like that. And, like, I tried to intern every semester, like, starting in my sophomore year. So, like, I had a ton of internship experience and I was waitressing on the weekends. Like, and I was an RA on campus. So like, yeah. <laughs> I, like I worked for the, you know, the school and like everything. And, and so like, I just saw it as like, this is what I like to study and I really love it. Yeah, it's great. But I'm, I'm, it's also college is what you make of it. So like, yeah. I could, I could have studied business and not taken a single internship and I would have still been in the same, you know, boat. Sure. But like, or, or like there's plenty of people like that work at my job that don't even have the degree for which I, what I do. So it's like, right, it's right, just, exactly. A lot of jobs just don't want to see you went to school and they're like, all right, cool. We could trust you enough <laughs> that you went here. It's about the skill. Like, it is yeah. about the skills. And, like, yeah. of course, like, for certain things, you do need to, like, if you know you want to be a doctor, that's different. But, like, oh, yeah. I think for for other other things, I think, like, I always say, I'm like, I think every freshman should go in undecided. 
Yeah, they truly do. that's not. I mean, unless yeah, unless you have some other you know brain idea, brainy idea, then yeah, yeah. sure. Um, and then Sam and I have discussed countless times on the podcast uh, and other guests of like the education uh, conversation that that we tend to tend to have on the show can get very tricky because there's the yeah. expense aspect, then there's mm-hmm. the utilization. What what are you going to make out of it? And what are you going to make out of it at, at, at the end of it, after the fact that you got your degree? It, right. It's very tricky. For a lot of people, it doesn't make sense. And for, for a lot of people, it's the only route and so on and so forth. Yeah. It's complicated. Um, yeah. Too, yeah. And I think for me, too, like I mentioned a little bit, like to then later decide, like to have not done any acting in college and then to later decide I'm going to be an actor. That was hard because yeah. I didn't study acting. Mm-hmm. So for me, I had friends that did study acting, you know, at, at Pace. And Pace is like one of the best acting schools. And like, yeah. Yeah, you got the actor I, studio literally connected to Pace. Yeah. And they, they, you know, they've grown so much, especially their TV and, and their on screen stuff has grown significantly uh, since I first started there. And mm-hmm. so. Anyways, I, I had a lot of friends that, you know, had their, got their BAs and BFAs there. And it was hard because I was like, oh, like, I'm not as qualified as these yeah. people. Like, they got – and it's funny because, like, one of my very good friends, she got her BFA at Pace. And she's like, honestly, you, like, you were probably better off not <laughs> studying. She's like, you get – you leave and it's, you feel so jaded sometimes from having spent four years studying this stuff and it can be really taxing emotionally because you are doing this like hard emotional deep dive in the acting world and you know there's a lot of people i knew that like they graduated with their degree and they didn't pursue acting sure well there's sorry no no that that's that's all it's just it's just depending on the person and their journey and it just like it doesn't matter. I don't know. It's like you kind of just craft your own thing, you know. Yeah, and then there's the aspect if you get into academia or or other realms, some of those degrees are are are, are laughed at. The BFAs and the MFAs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I I tried to. There was a moment, and I still think it's possible because anything's possible. But um, I would always love to teach at a college. I taught some middle school kids for a while, you know, whatever. That was fun. Um, but I would love to, you know, maybe do some work at a, at a college. And yeah. I, this was at the time when I was getting my bachelor's and I was talking to the, the director of my, of my department. And she was like, um, don't go after an MFA. And I'm like, why? She's like, it's the, it is deemed the lazy man's route of not getting your doctorate. It's in between your regular master's and your doctorate for a lot of people uh, at a lot of schools. And I'm like, interesting. <laughs> she goes, you're going to put a lot of work in and you're not going to get the benefits of having a doctorate. Mm. But And I was like, ah, okay. So so just kill myself and go to get all the way to go to a doctorate. She goes, well, right. yeah. She goes, yeah, that's what I did. And that's what most people would suggest. Um, but maybe it's changing. I mean, it was, ooh, how many years ago did I graduate college? six years ago so yeah. five, five six yeah. years ago so i mean maybe it's changing maybe it's a little bit more open now but at the time it was deemed eh, maybe don't do that yeah yeah and, and, and i think once you get 
past the undergraduate stuff, it gets tricky because yeah. it's like it, it's an extra expense and it, like depending on what you're doing, you don't necessarily sure. need it. So it's like I think you, you really have to think about what that what that's going to mean. You know what I mean? So I feel like. Yeah, that's that, that's interesting. <laughs> I never heard that, but that's interesting. Yeah, um, could have been just her perspective, whatever. Who knows? But um, yeah. Anyway, I think uh, uh, education again, very interesting conversation. And then uh, you know, again, it's it's not it's not for everybody. But yeah, back to uh, your acting. Um, I don't know how many re- years removed you are from school, but. Um, as I've discussed with other people here, um, they've all gone on, gone on their own track. They've all, yeah. you know, they either continue to struggle, they're either very successful, they've gone the theater track, they've gone the Hollywood track, the New York TV track, all these yeah. other variations, indie films, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? What are you focusing on? Yeah, so uh, I graduated in 2016. I took that job for a year and then officially started like taking classes in 2017 for TV and film. Dame Headshot Son and then started mm-hmm. auditioning in, I would say I started like legit auditioning in like 2018. And I just, I learned everything I possibly could. Like, that's like, just the way my brain works. When I decide I'm going to do something, I'm like, I need to learn everything I possibly can. So, you know, I just like read all the books, the articles, got all the resources, podcasts, everything to really understand the industry and like what, what the roadmap was. Like my brain is such a, like, it's weird. Like I'm a creative, but I'm also like very analytical and very like type A and just so I needed to understand like how to tackle this. And so I, you know, I started with like, okay, headshots, got professional headshots done, took all the, I started, you know, just nonstop training and learning the industry. And then just, uh, just like auditioning student films, indie films, short films, all that stuff. Um, And I, yeah, I just started doing that and that's what I did. And I booked a couple sh- student films and then I booked this really cool like horror short film and I got the lead in it and it was such a fun experience. It was really, really cool. And I got to like sit in on casting for it and stuff and it was just like really great. And then um, I did some commercial stuff I on my own. I, I booked like, I booked a hair commercial I booked a like skin acne skincare thing all before. And so once 2020 hit, yeah. I got new headshots like right in January of 2020. And at that point, so by the end of 2019, I was at a point where I had like been auditioning for short films, auditioning for student films uh you know did all the classes and the things and i was like all right i'm at a point where now i need i i want to up level and at that point i was like i want to do on-screen stuff and i was like okay how do i get to the next level in my career meaning auditioning for 
higher level projects, getting an agent, all that stuff. I didn't know. I, I really just was like kind of lost. And I was, I had this urge to find, to seek out a, a coach, like a business coach. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know if this exists, like a acting business coach. <laughs> so I like Google searched it, tried to figure it out, found someone and it just wasn't a good fit. Like it, it just wasn't what I was expecting. I wanted someone that could sit with me and do an audit of like my career and essentially work with me to figure out my goals and step and and then find steps to get there. And it wasn't a good fit. And then I was speaking to my acting teacher and she was like, oh, actually, I work with someone like that. I can connect you guys. So I was like, <laughs> oh, cool. Yes. So I meet with her and she truly like I talk. I literally talk. I feel like I talk about her all the time because she truly like changed my career. Um, her name's Bethany. She runs the Actors Forum, if anyone's ever interested. And she's a business and an accountability coach for creatives. And it truly did change my life. And thank God I met her when I did because then COVID happened and yeah. we were stuck inside. And I was like, what do I do with my career? And thank God I had her because I, like, I progressed on the business side of my career significantly that year because I wasn't bartending I was just focusing on acting and I was home. So I created all these systems in place because I was like, we, we, we honed down on my goals. We honed down on my types. We honed down on like my systems of figuring out networking and, and what types of projects I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I had all this time to do that. So I was able to like market research and watch pilots and see what was casting. And, and I realized that I wanted to do TV. I was like, I want to be a series regular on a television show. Like that is what I want to do. And that, and through that was how I figured that out. And so then once you, what I always say, I'm like, creatives love to be a blank slate, mm -hmm. which is good, but it's harder to progress and it's harder to set goals when you want to do everything. So I always suggest like really getting specific who, what types of roles you want to do, what kinds of projects you want to do. And that way you, you can set specific goals to get there. So for me, I realized I want to do, I want to be a series regular on a television show and I want to do drama. And that made things so much easier because then I could, really hone down on like the casting directors I need to meet and the types of headshots I need to be using and what types of shows I need to be researching. So that's what I did that year. And I just like went through, I wrote, like I figured out everything that was casting in New York city, figured out who's casting those things, looked up casting director workshops, took every possible route to like, understand the players in the industry. And then I was like, okay, I got my package down pack. I know exactly what kinds of roles I want to do. I've met a couple casting directors at this point. Like it's time to start reaching out to uh, representation. And I did, I did like my first round of representation, nothing happened. And like end of 2020 
second round of reaching out, nothing happened. I think I got like maybe one response. And then January 2021, like first weekend, I get an email from a uh, a manager. Not they were not on my list. I I not even on my radar really. I was only looking at agents. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So I set up a meeting with them. And all that work that I did the year before set me up for that meeting. It really did. Because I was able to be like, here are my headshots. This is these are the two types of breakdowns I get called in for. Here are the casting directors that I know. I want to be a series regular on a television show. And it was just a good match. And she was just like, great. All right, let's do this. Like, you know, like we can do this. We can do that. Here's my goals, blah, blah, blah. Next steps. And then I signed with her. We freelanced for like three months. And then I signed with her in March. And now it's been two years since I signed with her. And that, that up-leveled my career. Like, truly. Because, you know, it sucks, but you do need an agent or manager in order to progress in the acting world. You don't have access to the types of auditions that you need in order to get on television. So sign with her. And then, like, my first audition with her was a series regular audition for a pilot. Wow. (laughs) And that year, I ended up auditioning for four series regular lead roles in pilots and I think a couple guest stars and a couple co-stars. I mean, it was mind blowing. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I was just like, how did I go from like auditioning for student films to like auditioning for the biggest roles on television? <laughs> like It was just incredible, yeah. but it really, it really, I really credit that to my business coach and to putting in the work on that business side and looking at acting as a business. And so that's kind of where I've been at. And my, I've been auditioning for, I auditioned a lot for commercials, like a lot, a lot, a lot. So I have done a couple of commercials since, but I've still yet to book a TV role. <laughs> so that, that's been hard for me last year, you know, was a pretty slow year for me on the legit side and I I got new headshots done uh, at the end of the year and so now we've got some new headshots and I'm hoping this year's better but the goal is to get my first TV credit at this point and so yeah you know it, it's definitely a journey and it's up and down and absolutely you know last year was hard because I I booked I mean, it's all how you look at it. Because, like, last year was the most money I've ever made from acting. But the least that I worked. Because I did one commercial. I got, like, an extension on a commercial I did the year before. So I got money from that. And then then I did that Women's Weekend Filmmaker Challenge. But besides that, I really wasn't on set. And it was hard. It was really hard to feel positive you know about the about my career but it's like at the same time i did make the most money ever (laughs) acting so it's you know like it's just like it's so like weird and just about your mindset uh 
but you know, it's like I got, I, I finished the year. I was like, okay, I've had my headshots now for three years. So, you know, me and my manager are like, all right, things are a little slow. It's probably time to get new headshots. And it was true. Like I, I did an audit of my headshots. I was like, I don't really look like myself anymore. Like <laughs> I was like 20, you change a lot in your twenties. And I was like 24, 25. Right. Now I'm 28, turning 29. So, you know, a lot has changed. So anyways. Well, according, uh, according to Sammy, you're not allowed to say your age on the podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she gave, well, she gave here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's a running joke because she gave her age away twice on the two shows she was on. She was she kept saying, oh, no, I'm not supposed to do that, am I? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so like a lot has changed and, you know, now we got some new headshots in and yeah. we're going to see how that, that goes. But it's really great to have a manager and um, have someone advocating for you. So that's kind of where we're at now. And I have a couple goals this year. I, I hope, obviously, I hope to get my first TV credit. I hope to, um, I really have been drawn to wanting to take like a combat class for on-screen stuff. So wow. that's yeah. a goal of mine this year. So like take an on on camera combat class so I can shoot something for my reel. Um, and I'm also hoping to expand my team. Hopefully I can add like an agent to the team uh, this year. So that that's kind of where I'm at now. And, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, no, that's fantastic. I mean, to, to say that, you know, the last couple of years for you have been boring is is a lie. I mean, <laughs> those are. I mean, to say that you've you've auditioned, which, I mean, you know how hard it is to get an audition. You just said it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fact that you got that many for so many lead and supporting roles on any television show is yeah is a testament to, I would say, your hard work and also you know the team around you and and yeah. and all that other stuff. I mean. Don't don't ever put yourself down. I mean, it's not just your agent. It's clearly, you know, a lot of it has to do with yourself as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's great. I mean, so many people are probably listening, going, "God damn it, I'm so jealous." But, yeah, yeah. But and then, like, I feel that way about other people too. But sure, it's, it's, oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's the it's, nature of the business, you know. It is yeah, what it is. truly. I have a friend who, no speaking roles or anything, but he's like always. He, I don't know, he's done two or three shows now, maybe more, I don't know. But he's always the guy way, way, way in the back, you know? He's always doing that type yeah. of stuff. And uh, he's cool with it. He's like, hey, check me out. I'm the cashier handing yeah. someone a coffee. And I'm like, okay. But see, most people see that as a failure, but it's like, no, 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 no. He's got that foot in the door. And yeah. he's going to start moving on up, hopefully, you know fast or slow whatever but hopefully he starts moving on up yeah Um, and it's every journey is so different and exactly like i I said you really do have to like make your own have your own perspective on what success is and um in acting if you only count booking roles as success you're gonna be so unhappy (laughs) you know you really are like you really are you have to expand your definition of success well that is a question i ask everyone on this show i always ask them because for some people of course success is being you know uh the biggest name in hollywood or you know for and and that's fine there's obviously nothing wrong with wanting to be the best of the best yeah but let's be honest we're all not going to get there 
It's yeah. impossible. There's no, there's the reason it's called the best of the best or the goat, you yeah. know, like, so you have to, you have to place yourself in a little bit more grounded footing now, now, no, don't take away from yourself, but right. put some reality in there and understand, like you said, adjust your, your lens on what success is. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure you figure that out uh, or figuring it out. I, it's always going to adjust. It's always going to change. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think it's more of like the small successes that keep you going. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's the casting director that has called me in several times. Yeah. Which shows to me, okay, they like my acting. I did a good job. So like that's a success for me. A success is taking a casting director workshop and then having them call me in for an audition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm in an impact. Something that happened to me last year was I had taken a casting director with direct, uh, casting director workshop with someone, and I kept up with them. You know, I, I try to keep up with my connections through just periodic updates and things like that via email. And I never, I had never gone in for the office. I was like, I don't even know if she even remembers who I am, but I keep sending her the emails and updates and la la la. And then in the spring, one of the associates from that office directly reached out with two co-star roles for Manifest. And she was just like, hey, so-and-so, you know, recommended you. Yeah. I have these two roles if you're interested. Like, I'd love to see tapes for them. Like, I was like, this is so cool. Like, I, I, they didn't even go through my manager. Like, they directly went to me to have me audition for these, like, roles, which, like, does not happen, you know? So it was just really, really, like, those little moments are awesome. Like, to just know that the work that you're doing is paying off, those connections and the emails and the casting director workshops and the preparation, like, that is a small success and that that keeps me going you know wow yeah i mean that's true i mean i would have to um pretty much agree mostly with that like yeah if if you're sitting around just saying you know i'm a failure nothing's working out i'm not getting any views on my video here or any downloads on my song Mm -hmm. i mean that that in and of itself could be a you problem. <laughs> that, yeah, go out yeah, and do yeah. something different. Maybe you know. Go, yeah. You know, like you said, you went out and got that coach. You went out and got that agent. You went out and got all these things. No one gave them to you. I mean, granted, someone did help you along the uh, the road. To, You're always gonna have help. Yeah. Right. Of course. Always. But you can't just sit around and expect for totally. something to work for you. Um, countless people think that way, and it, and, and hence why they're. They're not doing too much. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is, um, you're doing, I guess you're doing the right thing. Um, and it seems to be working. You'll get more more work for sure down the line. Um, yeah. Hopefully. And just keep staying, you know, stay positive with it. I mean, look, you have this yeah. podcast going. And I, I, I'm sure it's yeah. doing well. Um, yeah. That was another thing. Like, be I was at, I started the podcast last year and, it, it it stemmed from a couple different things. It stemmed from that passion and I was talking about of wanting yeah. to make an impact. Mm-hmm. So that was one piece of it. But the other piece of it was 
being able to channel and focus my creativity somewhere else because acting there's so much that's in your control a lot of it's not mm-hmm. a lot of it's not in your control so that being said you know i didn't want to just like keep placing all of my emotions in the hands of my acting career sure so i was like i need something that's mine that's like my own thing that i i do that i run that fuels me in a different way and that's where that all stemmed from and like I, it, it has helped tremendously because i do get a lot of fulfillment from creating something that can showcase women's stories and so that's that's another thing like i like i said like you have to create your own journey and like for me being able to take that energy and put it into something i believe in and and uh and work on that when let's say i have no auditions then i can be like oh i'm recording podcast episodes so i'm still busy and i'm still creating something uh and so that's definitely helped a lot yeah it is a good therapy for me too like it is definitely yeah. <laughs> something that allows it allows for me to also like you said get away from uh kind of everyday life and, and sit down with someone that you don't normally um either talk to or otherwise would have never met unless you mm-hmm. reached out on 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 instagram or whatever mm-hmm. um and so it's totally one of those things that like i love doing and it love I love meeting new people. Either either we either become the best of friends or we talk once. But at least I got to meet you, and it's one of yeah. those things where we had a cool conversation. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and it's just one of those things that that just it's cool. It's kind of cool to to say not to say that I have a podcast or you have a podcast. Uh, everyone seems to have one, but it's just yeah. cool. <laughs> it's just it's just cool to have that outlet. Listen, I've done. Uh, this is my second legitimate pod. I had a podcast back in 2015 to 2020. COVID killed it because it was all about going to the movies, seeing movies, and, uh. and talking about movies. <laughs> and guess what you couldn't do in 2020? Right. You couldn't see a fucking movie. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, it, it, there was a point in that podcast where it became interviews. And, and I was like, wait a minute, pause. This is going to get too confusing for people, and I'm just going to have to end it. And I mentally checked out, and it wasn't until the next year that I started something new, which was this. So it's just one of those things where I could have easily never done a podcast again. Yeah. But it's one of those things, like I think you said it, these A types, these creative types, these, these people that... That are just very, and I, and this is this is going to sound selfish. And you and I are probably the same way. Um, we're very main character type. Like this yeah. is this is my story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, not that not that not that we have to be in charge, but we probably prefer it. And yeah, and the podcast is one of those places where I'm in control. Damn it, <laughs> it's just one of those things. Yeah, I think there's a misconception with creatives that right. like. We're like, ooh, flow, sure. easy going. But I think like most creatives that I know are so type A and yeah. just so like need to like be in charge and in control of things. Like yeah. we're and it like, sounds wrong. It also sounds very like self uh, self focused and self centered. But it's it's really not. I mean, you can become nah. that clearly. Um, but yeah, no, totally. It's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I I kind of. You know, and it's great because you and I haven't really sto- spoken over each other today. <laughs> because yeah. well, I, I'm surprised by that, actually, because you know it, 
it is what happens with with people like us but it's just one of those things where it's like that's just who we are and Mm -hmm. you know cool we're podcast hosts you know and yeah and but anyway but but i hope you're you're doing well with that yeah sad, yeah it's been great sad that i i can't be a guest <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes unfortunately D- darn, maybe in another life <laughs> darn your niche podcast yeah. uh topic you know yes um but it is that is an awesome idea i mean um so kudos to doing well there and and let everybody know the name of it again uh yeah it's called life curious women uh, releases weekly. We're on season two, yeah. and you can check it out on all podcasting platforms. All podcasting platforms. That that sounds easy to do, but you you and I <laughs> both know that was that's a pain in the ass to get on everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Depending on who who you use as a, a host, but anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this was a great conversation. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This yeah. is really wonderful. I mean, we didn't go through most of my questions, but that's okay. <laughs> There's always the future. Yeah, well, well, I'll have to come back on another yeah. time then. <laughs>